just to stay home and say, you know what, I've done my part, and uh, I'm going to finish out my life right here in uh, Madison, Alabama. going to love my family and love my wife and just finish it out. It would be Pastor Stark. But none of these things move me. None of those things move him. God gave him a calling and gave him a ministry, and he's going to finish it until he dies. And uh, it's probably his heart. He would probably die over there if he could. And uh, wh- what an example to us tonight. Uh, boy, we, um, Psalm 116, let's turn there tonight. Let's just turn there. I want to begin uh, a series tonight that will preach throughout the month of November. Uh, I really want to work on finishing up Hebrews. We are close to the end. We're very close to the end of Hebrews 12, and then we have Hebrews 13 remaining. do not want to rush it by any means, but uh, so we'll probably sprinkle some of that in as well. But I want to begin a series tonight, and we begin here from Psalm 116, entitled, A Thankful Man is a thankful man. You say, Pastor, thankful is not a word. It is a word. It's not used very often, but it is a word. We would be more familiar with thoughtful, right? With the word thoughtful. But a thankful man or woman or lady is a thankful man, woman or lady. Psalm 116, let's let's read the psalm tonight if we could. Psalm 116, the psalmist says, I love the Lord. And we say that a lot, and I believe we do, but it is manifested when we obey His commandments. That's what the Bible tells us. If you love me, keep my commandments. Okay, and the psalmist begins, he says, I love the Lord because He hath heard my voice and my supplications, because He hath inclined His ears unto me, therefore will I call upon Him as long as as I live. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. Why? Because verse 3, he's in trouble, he's in sorrow, but why? But why would he call upon the Lord? Because verse 2, because there have been times in the past where he has prayed and he has been in trouble and he has been in sorrow, and God did what? God inclined his ear. He bent his ear toward the psalmist. He said, Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul. For the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. And I want you to notice verse number 12. What shall I render? Unto the Lord for all His benefits. 
toward me. Verses 1 through 11, he is laying out the benefits. He's laying, and by the way, he'll continue in the remainder of the chapter, in the remainder of the psalm, but in those first 11 verses, he's laying out the benefits. He's laying out who God is and what God has done for him. And then he says, what shall I render? That word render, it means to, to give in return. It means to give that which we owe or pay that which we owe. It means to, to surrender. He says, what shall I, I render? What shall I give in return? What shall I give to that one who it is due to him, it is owed to him? What shall I render unto the Lord for all His benefits toward me? A thankful man is a thankful man. A person who thinks and meditates upon what God has done and the benefits. You know why we're not, you know why in the Bible, in 2 Timothy chapter number 3, the Bible says that in the latter days perilous times shall come. And then it begins to list all the different characteristics of the latter times. And one of the characteristics is unthankful. Why do we live in a midst? And, and, and by the way, all of us probably have to deal and struggle with this at times. But why do we live in the midst of unthankful people? How can we become unthankful sometimes? When we don't think. When we don't meditate upon who. Verse 13. I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all His people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. O Lord, truly I am Thy servant. I am Thy servant and the son of Thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to Thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. A thankful man is a thankful man. I will offer, what shall I render unto the Lord for all of His benefits toward me? I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all His people. By the way, he, said, he already said that, didn't he? He said it in verse number 14, right? Did you catch that? And then he says it again in verse 18. Listen, when mama said it once, it was important. When she said it twice, I better get going. Now, when God says it once, I better get going. He, he shouldn't have to say it twice. But, but we, have, we have a double mention here. And the psalmist is showing how important. Hey, what shall I render? Here's one of the things I'm going to do. I'm going to pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all His people. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. A thankful man is a thankful man. The outline is very simple tonight. We'll give you two thoughts and we'll develop those just a little bit. Just want to encourage your hearts and point our minds. Look, I, we shouldn't have to wait until uh, November and the Thanksgiving season to begin to think about thankfulness. We should, do it, um, we should do it every single day, every moment, because if we did, it would change some of the decisions that we make. But as we press forward and we're close, you know, just three weeks away, Tomorrow is three weeks from Thanksgiving. Can you believe that? It's amazing, isn't it? And as we begin to head that way, may God convict us and stir us and challenge us to be thankful people. To stop and say and stop and ask the question that the psalmist asked, What shall I render unto the Lord? What shall I give in return? What shall I give to the one who 
is due everything. What shall I render unto the Lord for all His benefits toward me? Father, help us tonight. Father, I, I want to lift up, Lord, the children and the teenagers that are here tonight. Father, they need Your Word. They need to be saved first and foremost. Uh, and Father, it is Your Word which maketh us, us wise unto salvation. Father, they need Your Word tonight. And whether it would be for salvation or whether it would be for growth, whether it be for encouragement or conviction, whether it be a, a teenager tonight who needs to be challenged with obedience to mom and dad. I, I don't know, Lord, but Lord, they need your word. And I pray that our, our teachers and our helpers, Lord, I pray that they would give them the word tonight. And then, Father, for us in here, we need your word tonight. Whether it be for salvation or whether it be for growth, whether it be for encouragement, whether it be for conviction, Father, tonight we need your word. And Father, I pray that we've come tonight ready to hear not from a man, but from your word. And I pray that we'd be challenged regarding this matter of thankfulness. Lord, help us to be a thankful people. A people who meditate upon who you are, what you do, and what that means to us. So Lord, I pray that you'd help us to leave here different tonight. And Lord, I do pray if there would be one in this auditorium tonight, I... I, would not be, I don't want to be naive tonight, Lord. I do not know hearts, but you do. And if there's one here tonight, that if death were to take them tonight, they have no confidence of eternity, of heaven, then, Father, I pray that tonight would be their night of salvation. Father, I pray the same for our kids and our teenagers. Help us, Lord. We need your word tonight. Father, we trust your word. That's why we come and meet here together on Sunday and Wednesday and whenever we meet... Father, we open your word because we trust it. And Father, we pray all of this tonight because we have trust in your word. And we can pray it because we have trust that your word can meet every need that is present on this property tonight. And so we pray this trusting you and trusting that you'll help and answer and encourage and strengthen tonight. Father, be with those that are away from us tonight, whether, whether it's work, whether it's sickness. I know several are sick tonight. Father, whatever the reason would be, Father, we pray that you'd help them, give them a blessing wherever they may be at this very moment. And we'll thank you and praise you for it. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Number one, I want, I want to give you two thoughts. I want us to see the meditation, and then we'll see the motivation. Number one, the meditation. The psalmist was thankful. The meditation. The psalmist was thankful. What did he meditate upon? Let me, let me give you these three real quickly. First of all, he meditated on the benefactor. You say, Pastor, why do you use that word? Because of the word that's used in verse number 12, the word benefits. He says, what shall I render unto the Lord for all of His benefits toward me? And so first of all tonight, he meditated on the benefactor. Who was the benefactor? Who is the benefactor? It is the Lord. Who's the one that gives the benefits? It is the Lord. And he meditated upon the benefactor. The Bible says in Psalm 100, verse number 3, it says, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. He is the benefactor. He is God. He is the Lord. And the psalmist meditates first and foremost on the Lord. In verse number 1, he says, I love the Lord. In verse number 12, he says, What shall I render unto the Lord? In verse number 13, he says, And call upon the name of what? Of who? Of the Lord. Verse 14, I will pay my vows unto the Lord. Verse 15, Precious in the sight of the Lord. Verse 16, O Lord, 
Oh, Lord, verse 4, then I called upon the name of the Lord. And then he says, and he gives the prayer. He says, oh, Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Verse 5, gracious is the Lord. Verse 6, the Lord preserveth the simple. Verse number 7, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. Verse number 9, I will walk before who? Before the Lord. Listen, we are not who we are in America because we're Americans. We are who we are because of the Lord. Now I'm thankful to be an American, uh, to live in America and to be an American tonight. But, but, but I, I don't have what I have and, and, and I'm not given the benefits that I'm given just because I am an American. I am given those benefits because I have a great benefactor. I have a God in heaven, the God in heaven, a Father in heaven who is the benefactor. Because here's the truth, our nation has lost sight of that. Right? This is a message about America tonight. But America in, as a whole does not meditate on the benefactor anymore. Well, let me, let me back up. Yes, it does. But in their mind, the benefactor is the government. Not the Lord. It's the government. And so yes, they do. They meditate upon the benefactor. And the benefactor is the government. And the government gives, and the government gives, and the government gives, and the government gives, and the government gives. No, no, no. It's God that gives. My wife went a couple weeks ago. She had to pick up a refill for Jonathan, for Jonathan's inhaler. And she went to the, the pharmacy there at Walmart and she went to pay. And, um, and, and by the way, it wasn't much. But she went to pay and the, and the little, little girl there at the pharmacy was like, Oh, that's a lot of money to pay for a prescription. And by the way, it wasn't much. And my wife was like, mm, not really. But you know what has happened in our society? Everything's free. But here's the truth. No, it's not. Somebody has to pay for it. But, but everything is free, so if I have to pay anything for a prescription, then, oh my goodness, what, what's going on? Sweetie, your insurance doesn't pay for that? Can you only work to see if I can get that down? No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. And we've gotten to a place where we don't think about the Lord. We, we think about the bank or we think about the government or we think about where I can run to, 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 to get a loan to pay my bills. And Instead of, God, you're my benefactor. God, you're the one that gives me the benefits. Number one, he meditated on the benefactor. Number two, he meditated on the benefits. He meditated on the benefits. What were the benefits? First of all, answered prayer. Verses 1 through 4. Number two, almighty protection. Verse 5, 6 and verse number 8. He meditated on the benefactor, the one who gives the benefits, and he meditated on the benefits. Answered prayer, almighty protection. The psalmist prayed in verse number 4. He says, then, then. What, what is the then referring to? It's referring to verse number 3. I found trouble and sorrow. The pains of hell got hold upon me. Now, by the way, we don't know exactly what he's dealing with, but we know he's dealing with something, right? I mean, he, he says in verse number 3, the pains of hell get hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. And what did he do? He cried unto the Lord. 
Verse number 4, Then called I upon the name of the Lord. He meditated on the benefits, answered prayer. Almighty protection. Verse number 6, The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and He did what? He helped me. Verse number 8, For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. He meditated on the benefits. Physical and spiritual. Answered prayer, almighty protection. And then thirdly, abundant provision. Look what he says in verse number 7. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt, what's the word there? Bountifully. Bountifully with thee. Verse number 13. He says, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Abundant provision, not, not only physical provision, uh, uh, he, he, is, he has been bountiful to us, but, but most first and foremost, the provision of salvation. Now we'll, get, we'll come back to this, in, this verse in just a moment. The provision of salvation. We spoke about it Sunday morning. Is there anything that could, should constrain us more than the love that Christ has for us? The Apostle Paul said, the love of Christ constraineth me. What does the word constrain me? It means to, to hug and to hold, not to let go. And it says, the love that Christ had for me when He came to the cross of Calvary, and He died on the cross of Calvary, and He shed my blood, or shed His blood, excuse me. Paul said, that love constrains me. It grips me. It holds me. And I can't do anything else but serve Him. But American Christians, we can do a lot of other things, can't we? Can't we? Why? Because the love of Christ doesn't constrain us. Oh, we're thankful for it. And, and, and we'll give it lip service. Well, I'm thankful for the blood of Christ. I'm thankful I'm saved. I'm thankful I'm not going to hell. But, you know, okay. That's as far as it goes. And if something better comes along, we'll do something better than to actually serve Christ, than to actually sacrifice for Christ. Not the psalmist. Not the psalmist. We see the meditation of the question of verse number 12. What shall I render unto the Lord for all His benefits toward me? The meditation of the question. The psalmist was thankful. He meditated on the benefactor. He meditated on the benefits. Answered prayer, almighty protection, abundant provision. Then thirdly, he meditated on the beneficiary. Who is the beneficiary? Now by the way, he, he meditated on him last. But who is the beneficiary? Himself, the psalmist. Look what he says. He says in verse number 2, Because he hath inclined his ear unto who? Me. It's personal. Unto me. Therefore will I call upon Him as long as I live. See, he, He's not looking at, okay, what, 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 what God did for Nathan. He's not looking at that. He's not looking at what God did for Caleb Bickle. No, no, no. He's looking at, hey, God did this for me. It was personal to Him. And He meditated on the benefactor and He acknowledged Him first and foremost. And then the benefits. And then the beneficiary. It's me. You know what? The Lord Jesus Christ died for me. He daily loadeth us with benefits, Psalm 68, 19 says. 
He daily loadeth us with benefits. Even the God of our salvation. Number one, the meditation of the question. The psalmist was thankful. I hope we do. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't live with you. I, I don't know your heart. But I hope and I pray that we are a thankful, a meditative people. I asked the kids the other night, I said, what does it mean to meditate? And one of them went, um, I said, no, no, that's not what it means. Okay, so I hope we're meditative, but not that way. I hope we're meditating upon the Lord because listen, when we meditate and we think, it's going to move us, it's going to stir us to be thankful. And I submit to us tonight that many times why I personally am not as thankful as I should be is because I'm not meditating. And I'm not thinking on what God has done for me. Isn't it easy sometimes? Isn't it easy sometimes to... God pours out the benefits. And then one little thing goes wrong. And that's what we focus on. Don't we do it? Or, or am I all by myself here today? No, God, we just, He answers and He loads and He loads and He loads the benefits, but, but, but something bad happens. Now, sometimes I understand, sometimes when it rains, it pours. Uh, I was talking to someone just yesterday and they were telling me, look, yeah, my refrigerator went out, we lost everything in the refrigerator and then the freezer part, our refrigerator, excuse me, refrigerator went out. Um, he told me something else, and I'm not going to mention it, but he told me something else that was a big expense for them. And uh, it, was just, it was just a catalog of things. And I think sometimes when it rains, it pours. But you know what? Even in those times, those times pale in comparison to the benefits that God gives. Because if we would, when, when, when He's loading us with the benefits, if we would praise Him for that, it would help us when... The storms come and all the little things start breaking and it's like, oh, what's going on? And all we'd have to do is remember back. Number one, the meditation. The psalmist was thankful. Number two tonight, the motivation. The motivation, the psalmist was thankful. The meditation, the psalmist was thankful. Number two, the motivation, the psalmist was thankful. Verse number 12. What shall I render? Let me give you these if I could. He was motivated, first of all, to praise and to pay. He was motivated, first of all, to praise and to pay. In verse number 1, he says, I love the Lord. In verse number 13, in, in verse number 4, he says, I called upon the name of the Lord. In verse number 5, he says, gracious. He's praising God for who He is. You know, many times we praise God for what He does, and that's okay. We should do that, right? Should we? Absolutely. But, but in doing that, don't forget that first and foremost, we ought to praise Him for who He is. And, and in verse number 5, He says, Gracious is our Lord and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. He gives right there three different characteristics of our God, gracious and righteous and merciful, all different characteristics. He was motivated to praise and to pay we read it in verse number 14. He said, I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all His people. You ever promised God that you would do something? 
By the way, God, God is not in the deal-making business. Well, God, if you'll do this for me, then I'll do this for you. It doesn't work that way, does it? But you know, there are times when we make vows to God. In the book of Ecclesiastes, the Bible speaks about the fact, if you're not going to keep a vow, don't make it. Don't even make it. It'd be, it'd be better if you didn't even make it than to make a vow and not keep it. Okay, so if I have ever made a promise to God, if I've ever made a vow to God, I should keep it. Because He's worthy to me, for me to render my vows, my promises to Him. By the way, when, when a couple stands at the front of a, a church and they exchange vows, they're making those vows in the sight of God. So for all intents and purposes, they're making those vows to God. Yes, they're making them to the individual, but the Bible says a threefold cord is not quickly or is not easily quickly broken. Or they're making the vows to each other, but in essence, they're making the vow to God. Okay, so when, when I make a vow to God, I'm not to break that vow. I, I, and I'm to keep it. I'm to pay it. I am to fulfill it. And he was motivated. The motivation of the question, the psalmist was thankful. When he meditated, he was motivated. When he was thankful, it motivated him to be thankful. He was motivated to praise and to pay. And then again, verse 18, he says, I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Verse 19, he says, praise, he ends the song, praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. When we mention the name of Jesus in our homes, it should either be in prayer or praise. It shouldn't be as a curse word. It should be in prayer or praise, not as a curse word. And if that's you tonight, then you need to ask the Lord to help you and forgive you of that tonight. Because God says that we're not to take His name in vain. We're not to use it lightly and flippantly. And when people do that, something happens, they hit their thumb or something bad happens and they say, oh, and they use Jesus' name or they use God's name with another profane word. Praise or prayer. That's what He deserves. That's what we owe Him. That's what we should render to Him. The psalmist was motivated to praise and to pay. And then secondly, the psalmist was motivated to serve, to sacrifice, and to suffer. To serve, to sacrifice, and to suffer. The meditation, he thinks, he's thinking, he's meditating upon who God is and what He does, the benefits, and then He's motivated by that meditation. What shall I render is the question He has. What shall I render unto the Lord for all of His benefits toward me? He was motivated to serve, to sacrifice, and to suffer. Look at verse number 9. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Now really... The idea there in verse number 9 when he says, I will walk before the Lord is the idea he, he's going to live right, he's going to do right. He's going to serve Him. But even more so, he's going to be obedient to Him. He's going to walk with Him. Tonight in the kids' class, 
we spoke about Proverbs 22.1. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. And we went through their names and what does your name mean? And we looked some names up and told them what their names meant. But that's not the idea in Proverbs 22.1 that your name's better than that name because your name has a bigger meaning than that name. No, no, no. It's speaking about our character and what other people know about us or think about us when they hear our name. Right? I mean, when people hear the name Sammy Stillman, okay, what do they think about? That determines whether I have a good name or not. Okay, when people hear the name David Winters, what do they think? A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. We gave two illustrations. Who do you think the bad name was? This is easy. Jezebel! I held up the little the poster, the poster board over there. Jezebel and Levi immediately, he was like, boo, boo! And I said, Levi, why did you say boo? He said, because she was a wicked queen. And that's true. That's what we know about her, right? She was wicked. She was a heathen. Uh, she was an idolater. She was disobedient. She was a murderer. She had Naboth murdered. And then I held up Joseph. Could have held up a lot of names, right? But held up Joseph. It's different, isn't it? You see, he, here's the truth. When I meditate upon who God is and what He does for me, it ought to motivate me to want to have a good name for Him. To, as verse number 9 says, to walk before the Lord with His constant eye upon me. And by the way, His, his eye is constantly upon us, isn't it? Whether we think about it or not. But he says, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. So he was motivated to serve. He was motivated to sacrifice and to suffer. Verse number 13. I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. By the way, who took the cup of salvation for us? It was Jesus Christ. He drank the bitter cup. Brother Rencher spoke about that when he was here a few weeks ago. He drank the bitter cup. But you know that we as Christians... Paul tells us this in Philippians 3, that we are to fellowship in His sufferings. And there are times now, now, we didn't have to drink the bitter cup of going to the cross and taking other people's sin. We didn't have to drink from that cup with all the dregs of sin in it. We didn't have to do that. But there are times when we have to drink the cup of suffering. We fellowship in the sufferings of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul said, he said, I want to do it. I don't know if I'll be able to do it, but I want to do it. I desire to do it. Philippians chapter number 3. He said, I desire to do it. Matter of fact, let me just read that real quick. You don't have to turn there because we're almost done. Philippians chapter number 3, he's speaking about who he was as a Jew and, and he gave all, not he gave it all up. We don't give up anything, do we? No, Jesus Christ gave everything for us. He says, but what things were lost to me, or actually, not lost. What's verse number? Well, what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. And then in verse number 10, he says, that I might, excuse me, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I, might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Then he says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. 
but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. He says, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. So to me, there's, there's, there's a twofold application there. He's going to take salvation. Now, again, Jesus Christ is the one who drank the cup for us, the, the bitter cup, the cup that brought salvation for us. But the psalmist said, I will take the cup of salvation and I will call upon the name of the Lord. In verse number 15, he says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. The psalmist says, I'm willing to suffer even to the point of death if that's what it takes. Many believe that Psalm 116 is probably a messianic psalm in, in several of the verses. But the psalmist says here, he says, I, I'm, I'm willing to go to death, to suffer death, if that's what I have to do for my Savior, for the Lord. He says, because precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. Adoniram Judson hanging from his thumbs in a prison cell. His wife comes to see him there in a prison cell and she has a letter and she says, Adoniram, the, the mission board back home has written us a letter. They haven't heard from you in a long time. They need us to send a letter back home. This is what he said. He said, this is what you write and tell them. The future in, in Burma, in Myanmar, the future is as bright as the promises of God. In a jail cell. Been beaten. Had to hold himself up on his elbows and his knees many days. He said, sweetie, you write back and you tell them the future is as bright as the promises of God. I'll go to my death. I'll suffer death for him if that's what it takes. The psalmist was motivated to serve, to sacrifice, and to suffer. He says in verse number 16, O Lord, truly I am thy servant. I am thy servant. And the son of thine handmaid, thou hast loosed my bonds. Notice what he says in verse 17. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Sacrifice usually costs us something, doesn't it? He says, I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all His people in the courts of the Lord's house in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem. Praise Ye the Lord, the meditation of the question, the psalmist was thankful. He thought about the benefactor. He thought about all the benefits. He thought about the beneficiary. That was himself. The motivation of the question, the psalmist was thankful. He was motivated to praise and to pay. He was motivated to serve and to sacrifice and to suffer. God help God help us tonight that that would be us. That we would meditate. And that would drive us, that would motivate us to serve Him. It would motivate us. It would motivate us to keep things in perspective. 
you know, the, the little problems of this world. And, and again, I'm, I'm not delegitimizing those whatsoever. We all, if you have the problem, it's personal to you, isn't it? And it means a lot to you. But sometimes the little problems that we suffer pale in comparison to what He has done for us and what He gives us. And the psalmist says, What shall I render unto the Lord for His benefits toward me? And then he begins to say, You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray, or excuse me, I'm going to praise and I'm going to pay. I'm going to serve and I'm going to sacrifice. And if I have to suffer, if I have to fellowship in His sufferings, he drank, he drank the bitter cup for me. And if I fellowship with His sufferings, that's okay. Being conformable to His death. A thankful man is a thankful man. And God help us to walk out of here tonight being thankful people. Amen. Father, we thank You for the time You've given us tonight. Thank You for Your Word. Father, help us as we go to prayer. I pray even as the psalmist said... I pray that you would incline your ear toward us tonight. I pray that you would hear us. And we'll surely thank you and praise you for it. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.